Welcome back, everybody. Happy Sunday. Um, it's a gloomy day here in California. Yeah, and I hope everyone had a good leap day. Yes. Oh, wow. I forgot it was leap day yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was really uh, quite an interesting day. So we actually got to celebrate, well, not celebrate, but our anniversary actually counts this this February. Yeah, yeah. That would be our one year, 10 month yeah. anniversary. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Right? It, us, it kind of hits us like that we're like, it's so weird that we kind of forget that we're married sometimes. And then yeah. we're like, whoa, we're married. That's <laughs> that's just kind of what it's like when you marry your best friend, I feel. Oh, I guess. Aww. 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 I wish Aww. we had one of those soundboards. <laughs> <laughs> the douche. <laughs> yes, Parks and Ray. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, some ghosts and haunted mansions and such. And the very, very complicated story of Lori Vallow and her missing children. They're still missing. Yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard about it in the news, this is a story that's developing basically something new every day. It's yes. like this. It's the whole Scott Peterson thing of our time. I, um, I honestly, to where, like, the kids are missing. We have no idea what happened to them. The parents were found uh, just in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Having, having the blast. Been, yeah, having been there for like a month or something. Um, so, yes, those are the things we're going to be talking about today. Um, oh, we and are the actually, movie portion. Yes. Uh, the movie portion is just going to be talking about um, things like Joker and Logan and R-rating comic book movies. Basically, should darker comic movies get an R-rating? Yeah, and what what is... Does R-rating have a place in comic book movies? Yes. And, it, and are... And our entities like Disney actually being true to, to the what comics. They do. Yeah. Yes, um, we're actually recording the video today, so a few hours before we upload. Yeah, we've had a kind of trying week. Um, for anyone that's seeing this, you're going to notice that uh, the title of this episode is "Rest in Power, Jack," and uh, this episode is dedicated to our doggy Jack that. Um, Passed away on Wednesday, yeah, twenty seventh. Yeah, passed away on Wednesday, and it was pretty sudden. Um, he was older, so we knew that it might happen, but we just weren't prepared for it happening that quickly. So, um, Jack, we miss you, and we hope that you're in a better place. We love you, Jack. Since the beginning of time, spirits have been parts of rumors, oral traditions, and legends. Sometimes these spirits, or ghosts, are attached to a piece of land. Sometimes they are attached to a certain object, energy, or even attached to a certain person. However, one piece has been more prevalent than any other, the haunted house. Haunted abodes have become the bulk and most popular niche in the modern ghost story genre. Something about a grouping of spirits or entities infesting someone's place of living has captured the interest of millions, spawning a slew of movies, stories, and even attractions like the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. What is the allure of an old house or even a newer house that has guests that appear at will and just as soon vanish into thin air. Let us explore some of the legends and fascination of some of the most haunted and famous houses in Southern California. Uh, 
Is this room actually stretching? No, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if for anyone that didn't know, that was definitely me trying to do my best haunted mansion impression. He's the ghost host. I am the ghost host. The, the ghost count. host with the most. Dick. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The count and Scully present you haunted houses. And there are definitely, you know, there's always been legends of, like, haunted mansions. You know, it's kind of interesting how a lot of it goes back to the Victorian age. I feel like that's when it got really, like, the whole idea of ghosts yeah. in a haunted house really, like, took hold. Yeah. Um, probably just because Victorian houses are probably when bigger houses became a little bit more common to people. Um, yeah. Not just, like, the bourgeoisie and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, what's your favorite haunted house? My favorite haunted house? Yeah. Like, real or fake? Well, since you're a Wait. skeptic, well, you know, I don't know if I could say, quote, unquote, real or, quote, unquote, fake. But, like, yes, if you had a real one, if you, let's say you believe in it for a second, what would be? Um, I think my most, the one that I'm most interested in is the Winchester house. Okay, um, yeah. But only because the state of mind that she was, prob that she was in, mm -hmm. um... Like, who could think of, think up, like, that kind of house? Yeah, and, you know, that's actually really, really crazy because I think that the the Winchester house, um, I've been to that one a couple of times. I haven't been to any of these houses that we're speaking of. Yeah, she hasn't been yet, but I'm going to yeah. kick, I'm going to bring her there kicking and screaming. Because <laughs> although she's a skeptic, she's somehow scared of going to haunted places. So. I am scared. Okay, no, I am scared of the unknown as a Virgo who has to have a down pat to every second. I need to know what I'm going to be doing. And you know what? In my schedule, it doesn't say anything about being haunted by anyone. So <laughs> it's not fit in there. But how are you going to find answers? How are you, how are you ever going to find any real things and, and kind of deal with your skepticism if you don't go, you know, I was thinking last night um, about how I used to call you Fox. Yes. And this was way before, I made the connection of Scully with Fox and Scully. Yeah, yeah. And how, like, accurately that is to you and I. Oh, definitely. Because you are definitely the, the Fox to my Scully. Mm -hmm. And I think towards the end of the of the series, um, Scully kind of starts like, hey, you're onto something here. Oh, Scully sees that there's definitely questions I mean, that have, she can't answer logically. They so. have a baby. They bump uglies there. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. But... <laughs> We bump beautifuls. <laughs> chicka wow. wow, we're getting too sexual in this episode, especially about uh, ghosts. But um But I I think I would like to on a more like on a on a level of where they take you on like on a tour, kind of like with the Queen Mary, like we touched on last time. Okay, yeah. Like where they take you out on, on a tour. Um I wouldn't like to do like the ghoul boys where they go and they take like one minute, just sit there by themselves in the dark yeah in the dark i would, I would like be ryan that. i would like to do that i would be ryan i'd be like no fuck that i'm out of here like <laughs> my mind does not stop. well for anyone that doesn't know about the winchester house uh i don't know how you could really know about the paranormal and not know about it but yeah it's the most um famous a, yeah up over in san jose area and i actually first went there uh because in seventh grade i was part of this thing called history day and we won state or we won 
county so we went to state yeah and we were up in san jose doing the competition and during that time we were like oh let's go like see places so we went to like alcatraz in san francisco and then we went to win uh the winchester mystery house because it was right in the same area which alcatraz i believe also has a its own fair share of oh Marvel. yeah the alcatraz that alcatraz one. is super awesome just for for supernatural reasons but also just for other reasons everything that went um, on in there yeah but yeah so sarah winchester was the wife to I forget uh, what his name was, but he was the heir to the Winchester uh, family. You know, the Winchester family was the one that made a lot of weapons and guns, and especially at that time in the 1800s, it was used to kill a lot of Native Americans, a lot of people during the Civil War. Um, and she started building the house, I believe. Uh, I want to say in the late later 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away in 1881. So yeah, it had okay, to be right so, after that. Yeah, so in the later 1800s, I believe she started building it probably... Um, well, the whole thing is Sarah Winchester started consulting uh, a lot of mediums. And during this time in the Victorian age, spirituality became really, really prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, it lasted all the way up until probably about like the 30s or the 40s. Yeah. To where people, especially rich people, got really, really steeped into the occult. Yeah. And they started doing like mediums and consulting with spiritualists and doing whatever. Seances. Seances. Which is yeah. what she did most of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, a medium which she consulted, actually multiple mediums that she consulted, said that the spirits of the slain that all the people that were killed by Winchester rifles Are trying to haunt were haunting her wow. and that they would kill her and her family unless she built this house. And it's kind of strange because we don't know if the spirits told her to build the house in this way, or the only thing that we know is that supposedly the spirits told her as long as you keep building that she was going to be safe. However, she built this house in like a array of just like craziness like crazy, like there, there are stair, there are steps that go right to the ceiling. Yeah. There's a third story door that just goes right outside, and you'll fall down. That's the one that I'm like most, you know, because I think in her mind she was like, as long as I can confuse these ghosts, they won't that's, know where I'm at. That's supposedly what it was, and she even had a in the heart in the heart of the house. She even had um, her seance room, which had two. She had one. Well, two entrances, but one door that she walked into and then walk, one door that she walked out of. And she was very strict about that. Like, some people believe that she was just an eccentric woman that just didn't know what she wanted to do with her house. And that's why this house was built crazy. But if you look, like, having having after been there a couple of times, no, this house was definitely built with some sort of insane purpose. She was obsessed with, like, numbers like 13. Yeah. So in some oh rooms, yeah, she was huge numerologist. Yeah, yeah. So some places would have thirteen steps, like thirteen glass panes, and yeah. this was all done supposedly to confuse the ghosts. And when I went, I couldn't say that I felt any menacing presence there. But what is crazy, and I wish I still had this photograph. Um, it's probably deep within my other photos. Um, I had taken a picture. I had a disposable camera because yes, I'm that old. When I was in middle school. Uh, you know, we still use disposable film cameras to capture our capture our things. You know, the flash and the what little, is that big black box there? Yeah. <laughs> what what do you have in there? Why are you? Oh my god! Why like, are you rolling something? Didn't you have a phone? That's not an Instamax. <laughs> That's not a Polaroid. Polaroid. Okay, I'm such a Visco girl. Polaroids were around when I was like five years old, way before your little hipster know, asses yeah. came. They back literally, with them. they literally went away and then came back when yeah. you guys did it. 
but anyway, um, when I developed the film, which which, which was of course like a, a week or two after I had come, we had come back before one hour photos. Um, well, no, this was one hour photo. We still had one hour photo back then. One hour photo that took a week. <laughs> yeah, one hour photo that usually took more than twenty four hours. Right. Um, we saw like there was like literally orbs in a lot of the places of my your photos. My photos. Yeah, there was one super big bright orb that. It was just in the middle of the room. It didn't, you know, usually some of those times, some of the things, orbs are like reflected. Dirt and that kind of thing. Stuff. Yeah, but this one was just right in the middle of the room. There's nothing that could have reflected it. It's probably There's Sarah. Nothing. Uh, you know, a lot of people she's say She's a big that, presence. Yeah, a lot of people say that she's a big presence. Uh, they do have the room that she died in right there. And, um, you know, the, you can actually stay in the Winchester Mystery House now, like overnight. I believe they opened it up for like a bed and breakfast for certain people. I mean, it's like a hugely long wait list. But, Either that, uh, or I think I heard that was more around like the Halloween. I think it was only for season. Halloween, but now they kind of opened it up. Um, at least from what I heard. Yeah. At least from what I heard. But it de there's definitely things there. The house is just so old. I mean, they legitimately had a place where they would keep the wagon because you know people used to get around in wagons in those yeah. days. Um, so there's a presence of just age. I feel like any place that has been around for a long time is going to have energy to it. Yeah, because I was reading. I was reading um, that this house was legitimately constantly being built until the yeah. day that she died. It was actually... it was, what, 38 years? It, she started in 1984, which is... 1884, excuse me. Uh, three years after her husband died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she just kept going and going and going until she passed yeah, away. Yeah, until she died. And she had workers working legitimately 24 around hours a the, day. Around the clock. Time. And even uh, when, the, when a big earthquake hit... Some of the workers even died. Some of the house got demolished. Um, a lot of the times you can hear people like talking behind you or even like people working on nails. Yeah. They say a lot of the times you can hear workers um, down in the coal pit, which to me felt the most menacing mm -hmm. when we were in the coal pit. It's like this area that's below ground where they used to just keep and store coal um, yeah, and like, like building materials. Yeah. Yeah. And um, damn, it was just one of the weirdest the weirdest feelings like I think I would I would I would honestly love to go to that home because I've I mean the first time I, he I heard of the Whaley house again this goes back to my like e moments like uh e did like those e true Hollywood stories mm -hmm. and they did paranormal stuff and that's when I first heard of the Whaley house and like the Whaley I'm sorry the Winchester house and mm -hmm. I was like that is cool yeah like, no it's I a would really, like it's to, a place like, that's really steeped in the occult and um you know, kind of moving on, uh, going to the Whaley house actually yeah. now. Uh, I've been there a couple of times as well, just because this is all in Southern California. Where's the know, Whaley house? The Whaley house is actually in Old Town, San Diego. Oh, interesting. So not, you know, only a couple hours away, but that house for sure just has some crazy bad energy in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a person, I don't think I'm sensitive. I mean, I've been told I've been sensitive by people, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I prescribe to that. Yeah. Um, I think anybody can feel presences and energy. You know what I mean? As long as you kind of just quiet yourself. Yeah. But um, Put yourself in the moment. The one thing that I know for sure was I was going to the bathroom at this place where they had the bathrooms on. And, and what's crazy is the Whaley house compared to the Winchester house is only maybe about one tenth its size. It's just the size of a large Victorian house. It is very big considering houses today, but it's not like this huge sprawling like mansion, you know. Is what I this mean? the one where the daughter committed suicide in the back house? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is and the back house was turned into what the bathrooms are now. Yeah. And um, that's like so. I was going to the bathrooms, and 
I didn't even know that that was originally the back house. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and I just immediately got this presence that I wasn't alone. And I swear, like I saw like something in like someone in one of the stalls. And, but of course I'm thinking, Oh, it's a person that just has to, Take a shit, you know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> or whatever is going pee a in that kind of spooky shit. Yeah, spooky shit, a ghost poop. A oh, ghost poop. There, we go. there we go. <laughs> um, um, but um, I actually couldn't even finish peeing because I was just like, dude, no, there's something in here with me. Yeah. And so I went, and I even at that point, the only person that was free was my brother, and he's my younger brother. And at this point in time, he's pretty young, so I'm like, well, he can't do anything. He's like, yeah. If anything, I have to protect him. Was but, he tall then too? Um, he was, he was about as tall as me at that time. So he was pretty young. And, um, I took him back in. I took, I was just like, dude, Hey, I have to pee. Just like, let's go to the bathroom real quick, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that kind of stuff. He was like, okay, why? And I was like, dude, I'll I'll tell you after. And And so I went in and peed. He washed his hands or whatever. And that kind of stuff just kind of hung out, kept me company. And keep in mind, we never saw someone come out of the stall. Okay. You know what I mean? Maybe they came out after we left or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to check anything. I was yeah, just like, you were just like, out. I just need to yeah. take a whiz. And um, <laughs> take a whiz. Take a whiz. <laughs> take a whiz, man. And then um, then I told him, I was just like, yeah, like I felt like th- I just did not feel alone in there. Mm-hmm. or And like um, I felt like something was like watching me or something was really, really close to me. And that's when he said, oh, well, you know, this was the back house, right? And he was like, this is where the daughter killed herself. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. Because I just felt like a super, super heavy, heavy feeling. Yeah. You know, it was like one like of those feelings. Like something really bad happened there. Yeah. Like it was a super thing. I just felt like I was not alone. I felt like something did not want me in there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really terrifying. Anyway, um, the Whaley house also used to be the old courthouse. And they would actually hang people on that site. You know, they were, oh, that's how they did it back then. You know, yeah, like yeah, your punishment right, right now. Exactly, and so the courtroom is still basically in that same house. Yeah, and what's also crazy—it's such a small house, and they have a courtroom in there. Well, it's it's small only in the terms of it is not as large as some other houses. Okay, but I would—it's it's a big house. I mean, it has a courtroom inside of it, but the courtroom basically takes up the whole the whole downstairs area. Yeah. Okay, you know, the only okay. thing, the only thing other that's in there is a kitchen. Oh, and then there's a small little theater, uh, but that would be where the attic would be. Okay. You know what I mean? So basically they converted their attic into like a small little theater that had the stage. Didn't and you also go up there? I did go up there and I didn't really experience anything up there. I, I even walked in some of these rooms and luckily it wasn't that busy that those days. So I stayed in the room by myself and while you never really felt alone, I never really felt anything except when I went into the bedroom. And that was where I believe, um, I think the parents got murdered. Okay. There was a couple murders in that house. Yeah. I, be- well, I, I, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. We saw that. We, oh yes. If you watch or if you know who the ghoul boys are, Buzzfeed unsolved, uh, Ryan and Shane going to that house. I suggest you watch that episode as well. Cause it's yeah. really good. And, um, and what was crazy is um, I went into the to the house and a lot of the time they saw the they saw the ghost of the mother standing at one of the windows there. Okay. And so I was in there alone. It's not. It's a smaller room. Are you allowed like to sit bedroom. on the furniture? Um, no, you can't go like like you can't like go and sit in some of the furniture that's actually from that time. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, it's it's roped off, so you're basically still in there. I oh, mean, there's okay. only a rope, like a small little rope between you and what's there. Okay. And um, the curtains started moving. And I mean, started like fluttering, like someone was like moving them. 
And I was like, holy fuck. But then I told myself, because if I don't see anything, and I always try to explain why something could be going on rather than just going immediately to ghosts. While I do believe in them, I do, like I said, 90% of things, it could be debunked. Yeah. So unless you, you know, you, I don't want to be one of those people that just automatically go, oh, it's ghosts or supernatural, supernatural. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, this is happening. Um, I don't see any apparitions. I don't hear anything. So I'm kind of going, oh, okay, it must be the AC. Um, the ghost then, bros would have thought right away. Yeah. Well, the ghost. Yeah. Oh, dude, bro, bro, there's a ghost right here. <laughs> well, what's crazy is I did ask, I, I actually tracked down, because I, I did want to know, and I actually tracked down one of the tour guides, and I said, hey, um, is there AC in this house? Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, there's absolutely no AC. It's in this an house. old house. I, yeah, it's I an old house. Doubt. And she said, we don't use fans. We don't anything because actually um, using fans or AC would hurt the preservation. Yeah. So I was like, holy like, shit. My parents' house in Michigan, um, it's a pretty old house. Yeah. Um, it was built in like 1920s. Mm-hmm. So there's there's literally no, it's so burning hot in that house. Yeah. When it's, oh, so I know. No, I know. Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but anyway on that, yeah. So the, the, there's, there's no reason why those curtains should have been fluttering. Like I said, I was alone. Uh, I breathe pretty hard sometimes, but not enough to freaking flutter curtains like that. You know what I mean? And, um, cause it literally looked like someone was like moving them to stand in front of the window and, or something was hiding behind it. It was just so weird. Yeah. And that, I mean, it even gives me chills just talking about it. Um, but like a lot of the times in the house, um, you hear, like, I guess supposedly someone hung themselves from the the stair banister oh so you can hear the thumb well you can hear it but also if you walk up and down the stairs you get like a choking sensation oh my god yeah a lot of people have gotten that actually someone um when i was there an older woman had to be had to go outside because she just started like feeling a choking sensation when she started walking up the stairs yeah now that could have been exertion from walking up the stairs but you know, I don't know. And was it hot or anything that she could have been having, like... No, I mean, because in the house, it's... What's so weird is even though there's no air conditioning, in the house, it feels like one temperature all the time, which is basically a little chilly. Okay. And that kind of thing. So it's just so weird. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think it's so weird how haunted houses have become such a, you know, a popular thing with us. Like, to the point to where uh, even the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, which is one of our favorite rides... I was if gonna, not our favorite ride. It's, uh, uh, well, mine, debatably, was actually the Tower of Terror. Fuck you, Gardens of the Galaxy. I'm very salty <laughs> about that. But when, uh, with the Haunted Mansion, I remember when I first first wrote it, I thought it was the coolest concept. Like, yeah. when you go through the ballroom, that, that ballroom part of that ride is my absolute favorite part. Just the ghosts dancing around the table. Mm-hmm. And there's something about an old haunted house that gives me more comfort um, then like, let's say a house that was built in like 2005 and it's haunted now. Well, you know, even newer houses can have hauntings and this is just a shout out to kind of my friend Kelly. And, um, he told me about something in his house, his own experience in which he was in a house that, that is, that is behind what we call the KKK house. He lived behind it. Yeah. Yes. Um, in our town, Fontana and Fontana actually has a history. Al Capone used to live here or his mother had a house here. That he used to live in that house as well, or use that house. Um, this is my second time living in a town where Al Capone had a yeah, hey, had an underground. There you go. You just Berrien Springs, Michigan. Yeah. Shout out. And then, um, and then the KKK uh, Grand Dragon, which is basically the leader of their section, yeah, uh, lived in that house. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously, just a lot of bad crap 
was supposedly happened there. Yeah. You can still see some of the swastikas on the actual asphalt. Yeah. Uh, on the sidewalk. And anyway, uh, to make a long story short, um, what I think was scariest, uh, just part of his story, was one time Kelly was drawing. And um, he, he was up pretty late at night. And his siblings were gone. Mm-hmm. And he heard a crash come from one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty late at night. He knew that they were gone. So he went up to investigate, thinking yeah. that maybe it was a dog, you know, whatever, and that kind of stuff. And his sister's room had a walk-in closet. Yeah. And the closet door was open. Yeah. And he went in to kind of be like, why is it open? You know, the kind of to see whatever. And as he got closer, he heard two people whispering. Well, yeah, he heard whispers. Yeah, he heard whispers. And then immediately he was just like, screw this. And he went to wake up his parents and he's like, hey, someone's in the house. Yeah. Because his first thought, too, wasn't, oh, this is ghosts or anything ghostly going on. He went and grabbed his parents. They did a search of the house. Uh, the windows in that room were locked. All the other doors were locked and not open. And, yeah, there was no one there. Yeah. And that was just one thing that happened. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, and their house was relatively newer. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like an old Victorian place. Um. It has to do a lot with the energy, even if it's a new, like, because I was telling you about the apartment that I used to live at, like, yeah. how that, I mean, I guess there was rumors that there was a witch yeah. that used to live in my apartment before, uh, before then, and, uh, you know, in the garage, it was, like, red writing, like, you're gonna die in this house, Yeah. and then um, I used to sleepwalk in that house, which has never happened to me in that, my life. That is a whole other story. Never. I want you to tell. I want you to tell your story. Yeah. I want you to have a whole section for your story. Okay, on that. that yeah, because that that whole story, your story with the sleepwalking yeah. and other things of yeah. uh, supposedly you haunting that house. Mm-hmm. That's just a little preview. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah, but haunted houses. Uh, it seems like they can happen anywhere and to anybody. Yeah. So. You know, what's your favorite haunted house? Let us know. So today's true crime case is actually one that's ongoing. Um, You're getting new reports, new um, details every single day. This is the story of Lori Vallow and the case of her two missing children, um, JJ and Tylee Vallow. Um, one of the most bizarre cases, cases, sorry, that I have come across. This is a story that's developing. So if I don't have certain information, it's for that reason. Um, it's all over the internet. Most of my information that I'm getting are from the news outlets, from Bailey Sarian on YouTube and Ready to Glare on YouTube as well. So Bailey herself did, uh, she wrote an entire timeline from the beginning of the marriages to basically where we are at now. Um, and that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So there's two right now. We know that there's two missing children. Uh, the parents seemingly have no worry about where they are. The parents were missing uh, yeah. when they found out they, they went to go. The, someone, a friend of the family asked the police to do a wellness check. It was the grandparents. Yes, oh, I, the will grandparents. Get on. I will okay, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this uh, little background on Lori Vallow, she's been married, uh, I believe, four times. This is her fourth marriage. This um, is the mother. This is the mother. Lori Vallow is the mother to JJ and Tylee. 
and she does have another kid from a previous marriage. His name is uh, Colby. Um, So she's been married before. She's been divorced three times, I believe. Two of those uh, resulted in deaths of two of the husbands. She's She's literally a black widow. uh, So the first husband uh, died of a suspected heart attack. The thing with that is that he was cremated like right away. There was no autopsy. There was literally nothing. Um, And it was going on to believe that he was uh, died of a heart attack. But then Colby, who is her first son from a previous marriage, stated that he was actually shot. None of this had come out before he said anything, you know, Um, which to me, I kind of would like to know how he got that information because he was cremated. There's nothing that you can exhume at that point unless he went to cops and got police reports, you know, things of that nature that let you know how he passed away. Well, he was from what, Kobe was a product from that marriage? He was a product from, I actually don't know that. I'm so sorry about that information. Um, He, yes, from the first husband, yes. So that was his father. I'm sorry, the second husband. Oh, okay, so he, yeah, so maybe there was really no understanding of, uh, he had to go back in time and really research how he died then because mm-hmm. he wasn't even born. Yeah, because the first died. marriage is kind of just divorce. Never heard of the first husband like ever again. So he is completely out of this entire situation. The second husband is Colby's father. And he was the one that died of the heart attack? Yes. So it was actually Colby's father mm-hmm. that got shot. Yes. Okay, well, in that case, then that he there's obviously a reason for why... He would want to know. Why he would want to know and yeah. why he maybe even knew those things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I know what the story on that was that when they did when the grandparents checked in the wellness check because the kids hadn't been seen for like what a few months. So there was uh there was a welfare check that the grandparents themselves had actually requested to the cops. It was in November, November twenty seventh. Um so, sorry, November twenty-sixth. The cops were called, Hey, we need you to do a welfare check because we haven't heard of JJ from JJ in a very long time. And JJ is actually autistic. So he needs medications. He needs special care because, you know, he's autistic. So uh, the the new stepdad, which is Charles, um, sorry, Chad, Chad Daybell and Lori's uh, brother, Alex, were at the home when the police came. And they said that JJ was actually at the grandparents' house. Which was obviously a blatant lie because the grandparents are the ones who did that requested the welfare, the check. welfare yeah, check. Yeah. So at that point, the cops are like, "Okay, something's going on here. Something is very wrong." Well, you have these parents that say that they're not where they, the kids are not where they are. Mm-hmm. You have people worried about the kids mm-hmm. and this mother who has already been linked to like crazy, suspicious deaths. So many deaths go on in that family. You know the. The the ex-wife of Chad Daybell was uh, actually died uh, from natural causes, and she was only like forty something. Nobody dies of natural causes at that age because it was well, said, without being known exactly what. Yeah, happens. it was yeah. said because she was very healthy. She had no reason to have passed away. But the the weird thing about her death was that uh, maybe about uh, a week before she passed away, there was an attempt by. Alex allegedly um, to kill her. And so who is Alex? Alex is Lori's brother. 
Okay, so Alex is Lori's brother. Yeah. And Alex, uh, she said that she saw a man with a ski mask with a gun, which actually was a, a paintball gun, and that he had fired at her a couple of times. And previous to this, Chad had actually said that he was seeing visions of his wife dying at around October, September, and she ended up dying on October 19th. It's the Chad. It's the Chad. It, he Chad. Chad. Isn't there a Chad in Scream Queens? Is that the one we're always talking about? Oh, yeah, I think Chad Radwell. Chad, Chad Radwell, Rad yeah. yeah. So, uh, He's just such a, this guy just sounds like such a Chad anyway. He'd rather, yeah. he'd rather get rid of a wife than, uh, than just divorce and so, get it out. Yeah, a little background on Chad. Chad is actually an author. He's a best-selling author, and his books are based on, like, doomsday kind of things, like preparing for doomsday, because they are uh, less... Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. Yeah, okay, Latter-day yeah. Saints. So to him, it's like a story of, uh, you know, what happens to the world when everybody's, like, fallen from grace. What happens the to rapture. those kind of people. Yeah, kind of like that. And Lori was actually super obsessed with these books, including with Chad, who she ended up marrying later. Um, there's a period of time when she was married to Charles, who was uh, her uh, her husband at the time. Um, where she went missing for 58 days. Nobody knows where she went. She left her husband behind, her kids behind. Absolutely, there's no account of that. And was this the husband that died? Who? Uh, the one that she left behind? Yeah, Charles. Okay. Charles. Yeah. There's Charles, her ex-husband that's deceased. And then there's Chad, the one that she's dealing with today. That we're, yeah. that we're dealing and with both of them, And both of them have previous marriages in which the person died under suspicious suspicious circumstances uh, absolutely yeah and alex both... is actually the one that killed charles he shot him because he said that charles was coming at him so he claims self-defense self yeah. yeah he's claiming complete and up like absolute self-defense so it sounds like the whole family is really mixed in with this really kind of fanatical religious beliefs yes Lori herself which charles has stated before he passed away that she is a reincarnation of the wife of the person that created the religion of the Latter-day Saints. Um, she said that he, uh, he said that she threatened to kill him multiple times if he tried to stop her from fulfilling her destiny in the world by this, like, God, I'm trying to find the actual quote. <laughs> what, what was your destiny? I mean, to leave because it, they don't. The, what's crazy is I don't believe there's any reports of them being really, really involved in any church. Well, they are that religion, yeah, but they're not involved in any like like community of that yeah. church. Yeah. So base. Okay. So it says in release documents, Charles says that Lori was threatening to kill him, stole thirty five thousand dollars from him, and his from his business account, and she claimed to be a reincarnation of God. Yeah, and she, her exact words were, um, she was not somebody who could taste death, and she was sent by God to lead the 144,000 into the new millennium. So she legitimately was not in the, she thought she I am she the chosen, was, give me money. Yeah, so <laughs> she was like preparing for the second, second coming of Christ. At this point, Charles was like, okay, I want a divorce from you. Like, there's you know no what? way. I'm the second coming of Cthulhu, all praise me. <laughs> Give me money. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> this is my GoFundMe. <laughs> Link below. Uh, yeah. Dot com. 
So after he filed for divorce, that's when Lori went missing for 58 days, left him behind. She was the in the kids. desert. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> well, a lot of people think that she was actually having an affair with Chad. Because all of a sudden, this is affairs. all like falling into place. But then later on in March, so he filed for divorce in September. Uh, sorry, in February. And then in March, he ceased the divorce proceedings because he actually wanted to work, to on, work it. on it yeah. with his wife. Unfortunately for him, in July, he would be killed by Alex, uh, which is Lori's brother, mm-hmm. claiming self-defense because Charles um, and Lori were trying to talk some stuff out. And Alex, who is always present in all of these situations... Um, shot him because he's he the said, witness he's the fall guy he's the yeah he's the uh the prophet to her to her yeah. church yeah probably and so going to focus on the kids because i feel like the kids is the main should be the main yes focus of yes this. um they were missing the parents were found in hawaii yes yeah, so they were actually found in hawaii like way so okay but so the police come to the house they find Chad, the Chad, there. Um, he <laughs> says that they're with their grandparents. Yeah. And then at what point in time do they check in again about the kids? And the kids are still missing. And then they find the parents in Hawaii. So the kids went missing. And around September, uh, Lori took them out of school. Uh-huh. She was saying, oh, they're just here. They're in Arizona. They're with their grandparents. Like all these things. Um, at the uh, November 26th is when they did do the, the wellness check the grandparents and they're like, no, they're with the grandparents, but the grandparents are the ones that did the wellness check. They requested for it. So then um, the next day, November 27th, sorry, the, the welfare check was on the 26th. The next day on the 27th, the cops came back to do a, uh, with a search warrant. Like, Hey, we're going to search your shit because your kids are missing and nobody knows where they're at. So we're going to look. They left. They completely fled the country. They, not the country, Hawaii is in the U.S., right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm over here like Kim Richards. I need my passport to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, but they left the the residents, left everything behind, basically, other than, you know, if you're, if you're fleeing and there's information on your computers and stuff, like, I would take my computer. You know, I would take all these things. Well, yeah, yeah. They left that stuff behind. Yeah. So... They had abruptly left, and the neighbors said that they didn't see Ty Lee and JJ with them. So this is when they fled Hawaii. So they were there for maybe like a month before, wow. less than a month before okay. they were taken back. Um, and on like around December, they the, the cops started doing like a little bit of research. Like, okay, we're obviously not getting any help from Lori and Chad. Like, mm-hmm. we need to know what surrounding people in their lives have any any sort of information so in december uh the police were contacted by a friend that jj supposedly was staying at in arizona yeah and she told them hey chad and Lori told me to lie and tell whoever asks that they're staying with that he's staying with me I only I'm only hearing accounts about JJ. Like nobody seems to be really like. Obviously, we're all very concerned and about JJ. Is the older one? No, Tylee is the older one. Okay, Tylee's supposed She's to be about. I heard she was seventeen, seventeen, somewhere around there. That doesn't. I 
She's might older. Need to make a correction. No, she's that. she's she's in her teens. She's in her really? later teens. Because yes, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking like thirteen at the oldest. No, no, no. JJ, I believe, is like nine years old, eight, nine years old. Yeah. Okay, but Tyler, I'm so I'm really surprised on that. I was yeah have a different understanding. So she's pretty much older, and um, so obviously they're lying about certain things. They keep giving excuses. Yeah. Now we have someone that said, "Hey, they asked me to lie for them." Yeah. Yeah. So how are they? So they're really they're not being brought in or arrested just because there's no proof that these kids have been harmed. Necessarily. Honestly, this kind of really pisses me off. Like if it was, I'm sorry, I'm gonna call white bullshit on this because if it was anybody else, they would be getting like the hammer down on them. Yeah. You know, like why why is it just why is she just so casually able to walk around? Her kids are missing. Like she's not fucking telling anybody where they where they are. I mean at the point at the point where they said the kids are with the grandparents and the grandparents are the one that called the welfare check. Yeah. Like that should how would they like how a light bulb they over to, your head. How did they even get to Hawaii yeah. at that point? I mean this is what I'm saying. This this whole thing sounds really it's sketchy for a lot of reasons. Because then then they even had a storage unit. Okay, yes, which is what yeah, absolutely. And this is why I think the kids are dead. I'm not trying to be insensitive. Wait, we're really I not trying to be, but I do believe I, that something happened. To them. I have a very, very, very heavy feeling mm -hmm. that something unfortunately happened to them. Where mm -hmm. we're not going to have the result that we would like in this investigation. Yeah, they're not being hidden somewhere. Um, not with friends. So back in October, uh, Lori and uh, Lori got a uh, a storage unit mm -hmm. and in this storage unit she was only seen going in and out of it about nine times um and most of these times were with her brother alex and in one of these instances on the cameras you can see um you can see Lori and alex struggling with really heavy containers mm -hmm. my first thought unfortunately was the worst I'm I'm pretty sure you could you guys can assume what yeah. I'm thinking yeah, at this of course. point. Yeah. Um and I'm all, um also because you know you you saw and you found they found JJ's backpack in there mm -hmm. like a lot of the of her uh, his and and Tylee's belongings picture book pictures. you know and I wouldn't be putting these things in storage if they were still alive. Well, you know, ready, and this is from Ready to Glare, um, which is a gossip channel on YouTube. And, but she, she does, does true cover, crime and all that She covers stuff. a lot of things that are going on, yeah. uh, contemporary things that are really yeah. going on at this time. And she was she made a good point that a backpack, it just seems like such a personal item. And, you know, of course, kids go through you know, so many backpacks oh, I, yeah, I in their time. However, one. this was, from what people have been told, this was the backpack that, that JJ had been using um, for school. For school. Yeah. And that just seems like such a weird thing to put in storage. That's the that one. Is, this is something that he's going to need. Yeah, for sure. That's you know? one thing that really jumped out at me because my mom would have, like, been really like you know that tiktok where the where he says he forgot his backpack yeah like <laughs> my mom would have been a little annoyed at me had i forgot my backpack yeah so for a backpack to be put in storage it's like you know what he's not going to be needing this anymore like yeah it almost kind of seems like they were trying to erase because i know they said that there was like photo albums mm -hmm. of with kids pictures in mm -hmm. them it just kind of seems like they were trying to erase any any remember like i don't know and if that's it would be so, that's so fucking depressing like come it, is, on, like, it definitely seems like a lacy anthony thing to where it's just the kids got in the way of their lifestyle casey anthony. you put lacy peterson and casey anthony oh together. i did sorry excuse me <laughs> casey anthony um well you know both just the whole both point, cases. kids kids getting in the way and unfortunately parents 
have this, some parents just have this really sick, irresponsible thing of, you know what, it's better just to get rid of these kids. Because I'm sure the grandparents would have taken them in. I I'm, cannot, I'm positive about that. I cannot fathom that because you carry these kids for nine months. You literally bore them into this life. How are you just going to, like, throw them away like nothing ever happened? I mean, I'm sure it's hard to be a prophet of God or a reincarnation of God. But even Fucking, he had children. Even he had children. No. You know what I'm saying? So, um... I mean, you saw what happened to Jesus, but I'm just saying that, like... You know, what I'm just saying is just one of those things to where... With kids, the these kids are your responsibility. And even if they're not, there are different ways... To not kill them. It is so easy not to kill your kids. The, just you're right. The they world. could have stayed with their grandparents. They're, I'm sure there's if other... you don't want to your kids, you yeah. don't want to take care of them. If there's such like an inconvenience to you, like leave them with their grandparents who clearly wanted to be a part of those kids' lives. And then and then what's crazy to me though is how no one questioned and this is where I kind of call family for bullshit mm -hmm. and even more white bullshit. This is some this is some, some white people privilege. Shit. Because how are you going to have all these people with all these suspicious deaths going around them mm -hmm. and not fear for the kids? I mean, sure, yeah. she, hasn't, she hasn't hurt her kids mm -hmm. from what we know. Yeah. But we know that these people and this family, not even just her, her brother mm -hmm. and the person that he's, she's married to mm -hmm. are all combined in getting rid of people that somehow oh, get in the but way. But get this. Chad isn't, actual, isn't actually under investigation. They're not even questioning... Like, he, until they know for sure what kind of involvement he has in this, they're not even, like, the looking. Yeah. The Chad of it all. <laughs> the Chad. Does yeah. he drink monsters um, and, like, have a backwards cap? Because that's how I picture him. Uh, no, he's... Well, he writes... He reminds me of Peter. I'm not trying to be mean, but Peter Griffin from, from <laughs> Family Guy. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Chad Daywell was, has not been arrested. He has not been charged um, because he's only just been questioned by the police. Um, they were found in Jan on January 25th of this year in Hawaii, in um, like Kauai. Kauai, yeah. Yeah, and um, they were served with a court order stating that they needed to physically produce Tylee and JJ to the Idaho Department of Welfare within five days of being served with the order. And then I'm assuming that did not happen. It did not fucking happen. And they did not immediately get arrested, obviously. Um, No, because they were just, they were just trying, they were just hiding. You know, if you fuck, I just, I'm so fucking pissed off at this case. Yeah. Because I could not imagine, like, me having a kid mm -hmm. and then just not having any fucking accountability for its life. I could never do that. Like Absolutely, I yeah. did not just fucking go into labor for like 26 hours for me to not give a shit about you when you're like 13. Yeah. I could never do that. Yeah. It's just, we don't give a shit about them when they turn 18. <laughs> yes. You need to leave my fucking house when yeah, you're 18. Um, no, my mom never absolutely did that to me. Like, no. Um, so, I mean, it's just crazy because I think in this, I mean, realistically, I don't think until they get pressure, until they start facing certain, like until they start facing justice, we're not going to find out where those kids are. No. And I hate to say it, but every day that goes on and every day that passes, yeah, um, it, it's becoming more and more likely that we're just never going to find out what happens because because uh, evidence is getting lost. Yeah, you know, uh, we're losing I know, precious time here. Yeah, yeah and, this and is what's, precious time. And what's even crazy is I know that she uh, that she Lori hasn't paid. Uh, the rental on that storage. Yeah, because the credit cards went completely just yeah, they, declined. Yeah. 
And with that, they actually, I, I think they said that they were uh, keeping it pending investigation. However, what happens with rental storages that, that go default, defaulting on that rent, they actually go up for auction. Yeah. So th that's when the cops have to intervene because that obviously, I mean, we've seen storage wars. We know all that, you know, like that's what fucking happens. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's when the cops were like, no, this, this is something that cannot be, this is under investigation. This is for all intents and purposes, part of a crime scene. You know, okay, you good. don't, don't touch it because yeah. um, a lot of the things that were found in there were some of the kids, but they, when they found Lori and Chad, they pulled them over and she had a lot of his, all uh, a lot of his things, um, like their their birth certificates. Uh, she had a debit card, like a bank card. Mm -hmm. um, they found that in there, like JJ's school registration, like all these things that belonged to the children were in her possession. Um, and which it is weird like she too. She was wanting to hi either hide them maybe destroy them. Yeah. I mean, really at the end of the day, I think what this is going to come down to is especially since they have these really radical doomsday and religious kind of beliefs. I think this was going to turn into some, uh, this is I like some John list shit. where like, we're going to end your life because this is what God told me to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's going to, I forget what story of the Bible. I want to say it's Job or what to where, um, to where God told, commanded him, Hey, you have to sacrifice your son to me because mm -hmm. that is the, the biggest thing. And then he got super close to it. But then when God saw that he was going to sacrifice him, he was like, nah, just kidding. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, and so, but with these people JK who LOL. think that they're God, yeah, JKL smiley face, don't kill your boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with this, I mean, death of, you know, no, kids, no, no. parents killing their kids is not funny. But at the same time, I think that she's just so deluded that maybe she was in a way sacrificing them to herself because she thinks that. She's like that. And so it's like, this is my devotion or this is your devotion. And that's no. fucking crazy. But I really think that this is what's going to turn into. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the, the logical ending for just everything about this. The yeah. brother's obviously help helping them cover it well, up. Well, he's dead now. Because he's the henchman. The brother is the, dead. Okay. So the brother remarried like some, some new girl. Oh, there's so, so many names on here. I'm trying to condense it because I, we don't have the time to like go to Bailey Sarian's video. If you legitimately want an entire video on what is going on. Um, he remarried and like less than a week or a week after his marriage, mm -hmm. he was found dead on the floor, like of his bathroom died. Nobody knows how he died. Um, a lot of these deaths are under like are suspicious. One of the ones is Tammy's who was Chad's ex-wife or, or yeah. wife at the time. Uh, she, her body was actually exhumed. So we're waiting on the results to see, what actually killed her like what nature she was she passed away in um right now in this moment in time lori is on a five million dollar bail um she's still being held on that like she went back to idaho i believe she's waiting for donald trump to give her a party girl don't even like fuck no um and she is due for court tomorrow so march oh, 2nd well, we will see we will right see. today's march 1st yeah yeah, yeah hey march happy 1st. birthday chris if you're listening oh, to yeah, this. shout out to happy birthday <laughs> happy 30th chris yeah um, um so that's where we're standing now um I, like i said there's a lot of information coming in in the news outlets so if you want an update after this you can go ahead and you know and that it. and that would be Lori. Lori Vallow, V-A-L-L-O-W. And, and Lori then, is L-O-R-I. And then Chad. Daywell. Chad Daywell and Lori Vallow. Uh, there are two kids missing, JJ and... JJ and Tylee Vallow. Tylee Vallow. 
you know, obviously this is a story about really suspicious deaths. It's fucking religious fanaticism. And, yes. and then now two missing kids. So, you know, JJ and I hope, uh, I hope, I hope, I hope that the feeling that I have is just complete like I anxiety. It's just my anxiety, like yeah, absolutely. thinking the worst. But yeah. you know, until we know, we know. Yeah, and, and our thoughts are actually with uh with JJ and Tylee. I hope you guys get are found and um you know to Lori, um I think you're gonna meet God and the true God and you're not gonna be very you're not, you're not a good person and I I God's judgment will fall upon you. Exactly. Comic book movies have been a genre of film that have basically decimated uh, and been the most popular um, in the box genre office. In, but in the box office for the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. They have been, uh, you know, probably arguably the most successful in terms, the, the most successful medium of movie and combination of like art, film, narrative, and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff to produce literally. Marvel has made multiple, multiple billion-dollar movies. Like oh. Black Panther, um, you know, and what they did with things like Infinity War and Endgame, mm -hmm. that those were uh, movies that encompassed at least the 20 films before them. Yeah. You know, literally had crossovers from characters that mm -hmm. had major franchises yeah. all going into one single narrative. Mm -hmm. And um, that, that basically made history. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing that we can say that can take away from that. Mm -hmm. Um but you know, then you have films, arguably like DC, the DC Universe, which was not as successful for a lot of reasons. On that, I'm not here to argue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a DC girl. I I do prefer DC comics because they're just a little bit darker, a little bit like aesthetically. They're they're uh, my preference. Yeah, they're, they're Batman. You know, they're edgier and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I do feel that um, you know, I DC and Batman that whole universe is what brought me into comics. So I, I have Same. nothing but respect for that. I'm, I'm not a huge, um, like he is, but yeah. Like my favorite, just to, be, to throw it out there, my favorite superhero is Nightwing when mm -hmm. it comes to DC. Yeah. And then um, when it comes to Marvel, I mean, that's like a mixture of like, God, like my favorite entity is Venom in it. Okay. And, the, and I've always loved Venom. Um, but I mean, I don't even think I could pick a favorite superhero. I think it'd be like a mixture of like Spider-Man, Thor, uh, Mine is Doctor Strange. Yeah, Spider-Man, Thor, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like I really feel like it would be like it would encompass those three. Um, but going on to I like movies like The Joker, which was up for Best Picture and arguably probably could have won for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Joker was really, really, really needed because it showed the different the other side of the coin um, for comic book films mm -hmm. in the sense that you could have a rated R comic book film mm -hmm. and you could have a film that does not connect to any other universe. Yeah. They're not trying to build a universe on it. Um, yes, there might be a sequel. Even then I feel like that's a little, uh, like I personally don't even know if I want a sequel to it. I wouldn't because you know, Joker never really had an origin story. It was never, it was always up for what you thought was the Joker's beginning as the Joker, you know, Jack Napier, whatever name you want to give the Joker, he never genuinely had an origin story. Mm -hmm. And I think that while my feelings on the Joker movie itself are different from probably other people, um, 
I think this is exactly the right... It's all I need. Basically, for me to know the Joker and understand him, I think this is all I need. I don't need something well, else. Let's And let's also clarify that even with the Joker, that was not the first rated R comic book movie. I mean, I guess the first rated R comic book movie um, in this modern age, not going back to like when Spawn came out yeah. or anything like that, um, um, would be probably Deadpool. Okay, but Deadpool yeah. was obviously more like guns blazing kind of satire yeah. you know i mean arguably i guess you could say kick-ass yeah you know what i mean but even then that was more comedic more uh funny more crass you know vul- like is that actually a, a comic yeah that, that's actually yeah. based okay. yeah that's a com- kick-ass is actually a comic book um but i think i think when it comes to dark grittiness i think logan was the first true rated r film that showed a mixture of story um, there, there was of course funny parts, but it wasn't supposed to be a comedy. You Dark know, comedy. It, yeah, you know, it was it was mostly rated R because of violence and just uh, the substance of the movie, what it was made of. The was context. Watchmen rated R? Uh, Watchmen was rated R. However, I think the reason I don't include Watchmen is because that film was uh, it was arguably really well done, and I feel like I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah myself but a lot of people have criticisms of it mm-hmm. so i'm thinking of films that were widely like widely acclaimed yeah like logan i feel like i have not seen any person truly say anything bad about logan but yes you know you have films like Watchmen, you have films like kick-ass you have films like deadpool logan mm-hmm. and then now joker which i think is at the apex because none of the other films uh i believe logan was nominated for a couple of things but it wasn't nominated for best picture, from what I from what I believe. Um, yeah. Feel free to correct me. Um, however, we're talking about I mean films that you can count on basically one hand, one hand almost um, in terms of like I literally said twenty other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Iron Man one through three, Thor one through three. Um, you know, Black that Panther now, thing, yeah. yeah, and that kind of you know, Captain America. Uh, all those kind of things, the Avengers and all those at most have had a PG 13 rating. And I think that's great because they're accessible. But one thing, and this is one thing that I have to criticize about Disney. Uh, I'm, and I'm not going to get into the whole Marvel versus DC thing. Yeah. I think they're different tastes. I think that it's stupid there's room to for say every, one is better than room, the other. Yeah. There's room yeah. there. Yeah. Cause narratives, people enjoy a whole bunch of narratives. Mm-hmm. However, one thing that I think really, really sucks is that what, the Joker movie being rated R is something that we needed. Okay. Because that is the probably darkest spectrum in in comic books right there. Yeah, I will degree. I definitely agree with that. You know, um and then you could have lightheartedness, you know, like I would I would argue like something like uh Captain Marvel or like um Wonder Woman Captain or like Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ant Man is like the most lighthearted. Is it? I haven't. Go, I haven't I mean? seen it. I, I've I've seen the first Ant Man, and it was it was really just like kind of like a fun time. A guy that's about an ant, you know, and that guy, like yeah. you know Paul Rudd just is Paul just Rudd such a Paul great Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Paul Rudd is like a dog yeah. in the sense of like you just want to fucking love him all the time. You know what I mean? Like he's Fuck nothing yeah, but you love. Do. You know I what love I mean? Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, and like he just makes you like even just seeing him makes you smile. Yeah, and that's not to say that you can't take his movies seriously, mm-hmm. but. It, there is a lightness to Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's always kind of like the comedic relief. Yeah. Kind of like that. And one thing that I think was the greatest fucking sin of Marvel, and while I really enjoy the movie now, yeah. but like Thor Ragnarok, if you look at the what the comics oh, were. Oh, yeah, you have like a... 
like a thing. Well, because Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Ragnarok is supposed to be a pretty dark story. And I'm not saying it should have been rated R. That was directed by Taika Waititi, right? Yeah, Taika Waititi. And I love him. I, mean, I have nothing shadows, negative. Yeah. yeah, like I have nothing bad to say about him. I just think that at that point, um, there was so much comedy in it that it took away from the seriousness of Ragnarok. Do you think that maybe we are in a period in time where it's just maybe too dark that we needed it to be more of a comedy? No, because I think, I definitely think that comic book movies, just like any other movies, should also reflect what's going on. You An example, I mean? like, the like, Joker. Yeah, and, and even or even things Perfect like Black example. Panther. Yeah, you know, Black Panther really showed the narrative of things like racism turning on turning on its head. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, it did that without having to have an R rating. I'm not arguing that every everything should mm -hmm. have an R rating, but I think that Disney is definitely limited in the stories that it can tell, and that it really sucks because then you have certain things like there there in X Men there are very very dark stories in there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh. In Spider-Man, there's arguably some dark stories and that kind of thing too, yeah. and that's not only owned by by uh, Disney, but you still like, for instance, the new Venom, and and you know, giving an R rating to a movie doesn't make it automatically good either. Oh no, I think I I think it's just the subject that you're presenting. I personally feel like Marvel being owned by Disney is a huge detriment to marvel yeah and because listen going to disneyland going to california adventure mm -hmm. um I, I love disneyland disneyland yeah. is one of those places where literally to me nothing bad happens in the world i'm happy <laughs> i'm good it is the happiest place on earth you know yeah, yeah it makes you feel some sort of magic within you yeah um so i can understand when a little kid like goes up to spider-man like oh my god it's spider-man you know mm -hmm. Um, but I think that because, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you, because I don't know much about comic yeah, books. Yeah, I am the nerd of, the, I am yeah, the nerd of this, yeah. so. Comic books came in on a time where they were more, most prevalent during the World War II. Because that's, that's when, where a lot of them started. Yeah, because yeah. that was a lot where a lot of anti-Hitler propaganda started to hit. Yeah, Captain America punching yeah, out Hitler, with, Superman fighting Nazis. Even Dr. Yeah. Seuss was doing anti-Hitler propaganda. He yeah. has nothing to do with comic books. But at this time, comic books came at a time where we really needed them mm -hmm. um, because of just the severity of what was happening in the world. Come now to when you know fucking trump was elected president things are things are repeating themselves so i think people are starting to use comic books again to like hey this is what's happening in real life this is what we're going to portray and i think Mar i think this is where disney kind of gets in there and they're like no we have to make it lighthearted yeah yeah but we we need the reality of life in comics to kind of show you like this this is not a storyline that we're making up this is literally something so that's you, happening so you as a person would enjoy so do you feel as a person that's not invested in comic books yeah who's kind of on the the fringe yeah of this whole thing do you feel like the movies are already getting kind of getting repetitive for you i think yes um and i 
Okay, my favorite, I'm all about girl power. I fucking loved Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, I loved Wonder Woman because I, when I was sitting there, I kind of cried a little. I was like, yes, woman empowerment. Like, this is fucking great, you know? Mm-hmm. But not everything is a stroll down the park. You know what I mean? Like, I feel while the work, the word comic mm-hmm. is in the genre of comic movies, that's not how it is. You know, I feel like we should be able to give you real life information when you're reading, you know, it's not like propaganda, you know, more so, but more like, Hey, this is, it's so ridiculous that this is a storyline, but it's real. Like, do you understand the severity of the fact that this is not just a a storyline that it came out? Well, Marvel has already been very, very, um, a lot of people are getting mad at them for pandering to the whole woke crowd. You know, okay, that kind of yeah. stuff like the whole idea of like the, the the woman scene in Endgame where it was just the girls, you know, going after Thanos, where it was. Oh, you know, yeah. When they were thing. trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was really I mean, I'm sorry to say and this is not trying to step on anyone's toes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel great as a woman. If you felt empowered by it. Mm-hmm. Did you? I, you know, I enjoy I enjoy the occasional like, yeah, a woman can fucking kick your ass. But I mean, I'm talking about that specific scene. Like, did you feel like you needed that scene? I no, and as a woman, you know, because you know, I am the only woman I mean, in this I hope podcast. You're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be totally okay if you're not. I, but, you know, just in the interest of honesty with each other. It's it's more like I I want if I want to feel like I'm part of something, I want it to be as a whole kind of thing. Don't just kind of single me out because I'm the woman. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It, for, see, for me, it felt like it was cheesy because it was pandering. Because and- I feel like it's going to be just on the shoulders of women at this point. And it's, I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just, yes, I don't, I feel see, like it wasn't needed. For me, like I love things more like when Captain Marvel came on the scene and when they're like, Oh, she's coming in. And then she just like wrecked Dude, that fucking blitz thing. Screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was so much cooler to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel better for showing like the power women than having all the women be on screen at once and going like girl power. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like to me, fucking it, spice girls over here. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It, at that point it just feels cheesy and pandering. And unfortunately I feel like Disney, like I don't, I feel like Disney is kind of riding themselves into a hole because they can never go there. Like we know that Venom 2 is going to be supposedly rated R. Okay. But even then, like you said, it, with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. With Woody Harrelson. But if anyone has seen the photos of him being Cassidy, you, I, I'm not with it. He's super nice. Like they are literally trying to take him out of the animated series, mm-hmm. but his hair looks fucking ridiculous. He looks like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas reject. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we were driving down the street when Cisco saw these pictures, and he was he literally had nothing to say because he was just like, "This is atrocious." Yeah, like, and I for anyone that knows me, I. Love Venom. I love the Clintari. I love the whole symbiotes. Mm-hmm. I bought literally every issue of that absolute carnage run. Yeah, we were literally the, at the comic book store. Yeah, the only time I have ever done that in my life, because I love comics, but I'm not huge on purchasing each every yeah. issue. Um, I purchased every fucking issue. Oh, that. yeah. And, you know, I feel like, okay, sure, you're giving it an R rating, but what are you doing with it? You know, what What are you really going to say? What kind of story are you telling? Because with Venom 1, I think Venom 1, I, that definitely would have been better to have an R rating because I feel like they were trying to make it edgy, but they were completely restricted. I feel by, like they were trying to do like some sort of like Deadpool kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Know? They were trying to make it like, oh, it's kind of funny, kind of silly, but that's not Venom. Yeah. Venom is certain, 
it is edgy to the point of kind of being corny at times, mm-hmm. but that's fucking Venom. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. He's yeah. supposed to, his, the whole story about him is the duality. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, that's why people love black suit Spider-Man is because Spider-Man and Peter Parker is definitely one of the most virtuous. Uh, <laughs> you're going back to Peter Parker. Emo Parker over oh, here. Oh God. See, like Spider-Man three, that was atrocious. I, okay. I will have to say growing up, I even had my 13th birthday party mm-hmm. was Spider-Man themed. Yeah. Like I fucking loved oh, he's, Spider-Man. He's the most marketable yeah. hero, even bigger than Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just, I don't. I think that it's because as much as I was so uncomfortable sitting in that theater watching Joker, I could not tell you guys how many times my body just wanted me to walk out of there because I was so uncomfortable. Generally, I'm a very awkward person. Mm -hmm. And I, if something is really awkward for me, like I just want to run away, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to be very, very, uh, choosy with what I say here with this movie because mm-hmm. I do think it was important. Um, it was very important in the sense of mental health. Yeah. Um, I think that the stigma around mental health um, is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think enough people talk about it. Yeah. And I think if you go see this movie, mm-hmm. you're going to see somebody act- with a mental health issue what they actually go through every single day. Yeah. And when he wrote in his notebook, what did he say? Like, the thing about mental health is that people want you to smile or something like that. It was a very powerful quote. Yeah, yeah. They want you to be okay, mm-hmm. but it's not It's not okay. It's, you know? They want you to be okay and forgotten, basically. Yeah. Just kind of put a smile on your face and keep going, be the status quo. And what I really didn't like about it is that so many people were, were waiting for violence to come. The media was like, oh, violence is going to spawn from this. Violence is gonna spawn. They were almost like egging on a mass shooting. Well, and that's not cool. And it was also- kind of being baited to for that to happen because yeah. you know, with respect to what happened with the Dark Knight, you know, unfortunately, that's when we started seeing a lot of these patterns again yeah. in the sense of this kind of act. Um, I think with mental health, the reason I mean with Joker, the reason that it was so important is because it's showing you how the system is literally failing you. But they somehow are acting like they want to help you. Yeah, like the, the most important parts that people are trying to put on are trying, like the people like, oh, the part where he, you know, is obviously with Robert De Niro and like saying like, what do you do God. when you cross a person with mental, uh, with bad mental health with a society that forgets about him? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get what you fucking deserve. Mm-hmm. And then he shoots him. To me, that's not the most important part. The most important part is when he's talking to his counselor. Leading up. Yeah. yeah and he's yes. saying, and he's saying, Every thought is a bad thought. And then they're basically saying, we're losing our funding. Fuck you. You're not going to be able to get your medication. No, because... She does not listen to him. She does yes. not care. And yes. that, to me, right yes. there, yes. is what absolutely is the the whole movie. You know, mm-hmm. the movie is about getting vengeful. And I hate... Saturday Night Live had this whole, like, weekend update thing to where it basically diminished the movie into, quote, unquote, white male rage. And I think that's bullshit, too. Because I understand, okay. I understand where people, if they want to have that kind of definition about it i'm not saying that joker was like this god this god you know the second coming of god like that Mm -hmm. one lori chick thinks she is but (laughs) but i think that it was if you want to have a conversation about mental health in in reality this is a movie that displays that yeah this is a movie that's talking about this right now Mm -hmm. um it's talking about and it's also talking about when people are desperate 
they will bring up saviors mm -hmm. that shouldn't be, you know, Joker's Joker should, he was a person that was crazy and damaged. He should yeah. not be praised. But at the end of the movie, people are like, oh, you They're know. They're dressing up yeah. like him. Like that mirror of him looking out the taxi, uh, the cop, which is exactly to yeah. an ode to Heath Ledger when yeah. he did the exact same thing. I mean, nobody was praising him in that movie. But I, it's so important Especially for you and I, because we don't really talk about this to anyone, you know, for, yeah. for you and I who do suffer from mental health issues, I think mm -hmm. it's so important for movies like this to show you the realities of how systematically in mental health, you know, this is only talking about mental health, It we are uh, being like just kind of silenced. Like, okay, you have depression, mm -hmm. but you need, just put a smile on your face and walk around and pretend like everything's okay. And even when you ask for help, it's kind of hard to get help. Like, the only like, the are you really worker. are you really depressed though? Yeah, like, and the county workers sometimes sometimes therapists, especially the county therapists, are just there to kind of like be like, mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. it's like a, okay, our time's up. No, you know no, 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 I mean? yeah, and that's it exactly. And so going back, go, but going back because you know this isn't necessarily about Joker, but. I think what unfortunately Disney has done now is they've written themselves into the, the corner to where they are just a lot of it now is going to be just entertainment. It's just going to be shock and awe. Yeah, they, they can't. They 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 haven't shown that they can get into the real issues. Mm -hmm. And I I really would love that they can get into the real issues. Yeah, unless they're going to be like obviously you know like um for Doctor Strange too. There's room for them to get into like Lovecraft stuff. And, and the whole idea of Sam, you know, like, but I feel like a lot of their stories right now have been kind of repetitive to where, okay, our hero has an issue. His powers somehow overcome that issue. Mm -hmm. um, but, and they, and they deal with things like betrayal, but they don't think they don't deal with things like inner demons. Which and, everybody goes, everybody yeah, has, yeah. even fucking Superman. Exactly. Well, yeah, Superman, I feel, I definitely understand where people felt that he was very cardboard and maybe too uh too edgy in the dc films he's not my favorite but i yeah but i do think that i i really hope what i want and i think what everyone should want is variety yeah you can't keep giving the same cookie cutter movie exactly over and, over. and i and unfortunately with marvel i think marvel is great but they have such a monopoly on so many things now that unfortunately i think we're just going to see this this huge universe that's going to be connected no matter what. Mm -hmm. When in reality, I think that there are stories that you can tell mm -hmm. that are one-offs. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have things that are connected in the bigger picture. Yeah. You can have things that are connected to other things or their own contained stories, mm -hmm. just like Joker was. Yeah. I don't, I don't want Joker to be connected to the new Batman universe. Not yeah. this film. They can make another Joker. I feel like it's a standalone film. For yeah. Sure. And it should be because I think, I think that's how you're going to get, a, a lot more variety of characters mm -hmm. like you know i want a blue beetle movie like you know from dc um he's he's <laughs> i know i know you don't, you don't know who he is but he's like a he's a person of color mm -hmm. um who has like basically a suit he's kind of like a pseudo iron man mm -hmm. um to where he has this suit even though it's basically an alien yeah um but he has a really cool story mm -hmm. he's really awesome and like i feel like even if they made a just one movie about him not doesn't have to be connected to it doesn't have to be else. a franchise yeah. yeah it could be really awesome and i think and giving people and giving directors the power to have any rating they want mm -hmm. i think allows them to tell the full story of what they want yeah. you don't have to have things that are rated r yeah but what i want now is more things that have substance and aren't things that you know I, what i like about in like endgame and infinity war those were really great pinnacles mm -hmm of putting 20 to 20 movies together 
but now it's been done. What I don't know what else there is. What else do you have to offer me exactly. now that we've done? We've literally covered a whole decade. Exactly. Like, what now do you have to show me? Exactly. You know? And if you're going to keep putting out the same things, more of that, that's great for that. But I do hope that more people create. And it sucks because some of those heroes in the Marvel Universe, there's people like Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. who and that guy deals a lot with mental health yeah. he is he is crazy yeah but even then i feel like he would have a, it would be great for him to have like a rated r movie mm-hmm. that's unfortunately never going to happen because yeah. he's with marvel yeah you know what i mean and so i feel like they've restricted themselves too much and yeah. disney disney um at the end of the day while i love them as a company i feel like they they definitely definitely put too much emphasis on what's marketable rather than what's a good story it's and i money. feel like star it's wars money star I mean, wars is absolutely a great example, a of, great that. example I mean, of that i mean um also that's not to say that every like superhero movie has to be that it's rated r has to have like some sort of like mental health message behind oh, no, it or you know it's yeah. it's just show me more than what you've already given me these last 10 years yeah you know because absolutely. you know um so- where do we go from there and what do you guys think about what do you guys think about comic book movies let us know. Yeah. Are we on the right path? Do you guys think that they should stay? Yeah, what are your or thoughts? They are? How do you guys think? Yeah. All right. Hey, you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We know that this was a, kind of a longer podcast than what we usually do. We yeah. had a lot to say about all of our... Uh, yeah, we sure did. <laughs> we had a lot to say about a lot of the subjects. Um, thanks for for listening. Uh, once again, with Account and Scully. And you can always find us at... You can always find us uh, on Instagram. We have a Twitter now. Um, you know, just email us if you have any suggestions about anything that you want us to talk about. Um, send us any stories that you want to talk about whether it's paranormal or you know any crime stories you want us to talk about or even just opinions on things yeah you know, we don't we won't like today in our segment for the movies we didn't cover just one movie we kind of covered a lot of them yeah we um, want you guys to interact you know we're we're your friends here we're we're pals yeah we're, we're all pals here. We're, we're all pals. friends here. we're starting the cult no, yes. <laughs> um so yes i hope. oh and just sorry to kind of interrupt you on Go that I, I will be starting a facebook page this week so um if you guys for anyone that listens to us that's already mm-hmm. friends keep on the lookout for a invite to like the outcast broadcast page yeah and yeah and again all of our links are listed on our instagram um click the link tree you have any podcast platform that you prefer uh, twitter everything's there Um, All right. This is The Count. And this is Scully. You guys have a great week.